So, Kalen, what is the craziest impulsive decision you've ever made? Damn, that's that's hard. Like, I'm a pretty planned, cold, calculated human. I don't do a lot of impulsive things. Um, yeah, me neither. There's probably something behind that. <laughs> Some biology there for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of situations where I like ended up in like a how did I end up here? Like how did I get myself into this situation? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can... I haven't made a lot of, like, impulsive decisions. Like, all I can think of is, like, decisions you make when you're drinking. That's the main one. Like, when you are out at a bar or something, or you're with a bunch of people, and they're like, oh, we're going to go to this person's place. And you're like, yeah, for sure, let's go. And then you're, like, randomly in a car, off to some, like, random place, that, like, house that you don't know who it is or what those people are like. And... Not that you've you ended sit up down in... on a couch at 2 a.m. and be like, I don't know anyone here anymore. <laughs> Why am yeah. I still here? Yeah. I mean, and very much in the same vein of this. And there's like a stripper because it's a bachelor party, but they bring <laughs> a like one of those old boom boxes and the song is really bad. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, I don't know. Stripping to Nickelback. Oh, God. I don't think it was Nickelback, though. Someone else in my friend group would remember but it was bad <laughs> it was bad um no but these aren't impulsive decisions they're just kind of like situations you end up in like from a series of strange events brought on by poor judgment well drinking. poor judgment and peer pressure usually <laughs> yes yes yeah i don't think i've done anything like super impulsive like Moving to Toronto was pretty calculated. Like I wanted to get out of Vancouver for a bit and do something new. So yeah, that wasn't really like impulsive necessarily, but that was like, I don't know, more of a leap in terms of just like not really knowing what would happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most of, most of my most impulsive decisions probably come on vacation. Okay. That's I mean, somewhere new. And someone's like, oh, we should do this or we should do here. And you haven't even thought about it. You're like, well, sure. Why not? Like, I know nothing about this, but that's kind of the whole thing about going somewhere new. None that come to mind that are incredibly dangerous. I mean, I once ended once. I think the most, the stupidest impulsive decision I've ever made was probably going on a hike late 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 at night with a friend and we ended up like following the coastline and then we were just like tired it was like yeah late at early in the morning and we didn't want to and we had, we got to the end of it and we didn't want to backtrack so we're just like we'll just climb up this almost sheer rock face like 30 feet up yep and about halfway up you know i'm looking for hand grooves and feet grooves and just the reflection of the moonlight and i'm at that point where i'm i'm up against the thing and i'm perfectly parallel 
I'm not like leaning into the rock because I can't. I'm just perfectly parallel, a little bit pushing me back, which just push me off. And I'm like, this was probably a very poor decision. <laughs> this is this is very close to being like one of those really stupid news stories <laughs> you see the next day where someone, you know, Man broke their leg in the after climbing roof. sheer rock yeah. at 4 a.m. <laughs> So, yeah, that's probably, those are the kind of stupid decisions I make. I'm like, oh, it seems like a lot of work to do it the other way. I'll be fine. You know, but sometimes poor decisions or impulsive decisions make the best, the best stories. That's true. Much more impulsive kind of like decisions situation. in my life. I mean, yeah. I feel like some of the funniest stories me and the girls have, like, hinge on one, like, impulsive or poor decision at a point in time. <laughs> And I don't think I, I don't regret any of that. So, no, that's a good that's a good way to look at it. Most Me of neither. them probably wouldn't share on the podcast. No, no. <laughs> so we're talking about impulsive decisions that turn out to be real crazy. Because this week on the Movie Journal, we are talking about A24's new release, Zola. Ah, before we get started, I have a very interesting drink. Um, it is from Salt Spring Island Brewing. Nice. It is a creme brulee vanilla stout. Is it good? It's not bad. You know <laughs> okay. what? I was real. I opened the bottle and only gave myself like a three quarter glass. I'm like, all right, let's not go crazy here. And it's quite tasty. It's vanilla-y. It's like a little bit creamy, but has like that you know coffee stout kind of flavor it's quite nice would recommend if you're kind of looking for a sweeter stout what about you sometimes wait back to this sometimes <laughs> i can't handle these like super flavored beers it's it's not it's like when you think creme brulee you're thinking of like that sugary sweet yes kind of thing it's not like that at all it's it's a stout. It's 100%. Like, I've had stouts that say, like, stout. And you're like, no, that's more orange or whatever you're putting in it than it is stout. This is 100% a stout. But it has, like, just, like, a hint of, like, vanilla creaminess that kind of, like, cuts it a little bit. So, yeah, it's not, like, a super sweet and just black beer. It's more of that dark stout flavor than anything. But, yeah, it has a kind of nice little riff on it. Looks really dark in the glass. It's pitch black. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, well, I was drinking a lot of mimosas yesterday at a baby shower. Ooh. And because of that, I ended up with an entire, like, carafe of Starbucks coffee that I took home. And uh, just because there was stuff left over at the baby shower. And so now I have, like, a carafe of coffee in the fridge, which is really good nice. for iced coffee, which is what I'm drinking yeah. now. Because... I can't drink in the middle of the day and get anything done after. Um, yeah, Scott was feeling sick because of his vaccine yesterday. So we got home from the baby shower and I proceeded to watch stuff on television for eight hours straight <laughs> to the point where Scott's like, how do you just watch stuff forever? I'm like, I don't know. He looked up the world record for longest movie marathon. It's 120 something hours. I'm like, I feel like I could do it. <laughs> 
five days. Five days. It's only five days. I, no, I mean, what's going to kill you is not the movies. It's going to what's going to kill you is the lack of sleep. But yeah. Anyway, we watched. Scott was passed out, so I watched Kajillionaire finally. Nice. Have you seen it? No, no. Quick, good. quick sidebar about the Kajillionaire. Please yeah. watch it. It's currently yeah. on either Amazon Prime or Crave. on Amazon or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. I haven't seen a lot of Miranda July's work, but I was not ready for how wacky that was going to be. And it is, it's good. Highly Very recommend. Good. Okay. I know we were trying to watch Kajillionaire last year, so I just wanted to bring that up. Watched like three hours straight of Olympic skateboarding. Very cool. Nice. Watched, we're going back and watching Sex in the City from the beginning. Scott's never seen it. Not sure it really <laughs> holds up, but it's still enjoyable. And I feel like something else as well. It's out of it. Anyway, this is what happens when I drink midday. So I've got a ton of work to do later and thus makes sense. The iced coffee. Yeah. Catch actually doing something after this. Yeah. It's 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 gonna be a productive uh, Sunday. That's the plan. Unlike me, I plan on puttering around and maybe building a piece of furniture. That's yes it. see no that's my dream just like drinking and hanging out reading a book and building furniture that sounds like that's a real sunday that's I'm a jealous real of that did you buy something cool um we got a awesome patio set where we've now Ooh. constructed all the chairs but we haven't constructed um the table yet last thing on the menu and then we also got a new tv stand delivered nice so i have to figure that one out too cool but yeah, so um, we moved into this place almost two months ago, made a lot of progress in that first week and a half, and then just petered right out. Uh, so hopefully we finally get that stuff um, done and the last few boxes out of here. So it's, yeah. it stops looking like a work in progress. Dude, I feel you. We were like so... We had a productive like moment of about a month, and then... We just kept buying stuff for the house and not even putting it together. So in the yeah. spare room, there's like main lighting never installed, curtains, <laughs> curtain rod not installed. There's just like, it's just slowly growing as like a to-do pile that is no longer fun. It's just like another project. But yeah, yeah I feel you. Anyways, <laughs> should we get into Zola? Hey. Last month, I went dancing at this cute spot in Florida where my roommate's girl made like five Gs a night. Because my we just met yesterday and you already trying to take whole trips together? Be ready by two. Hi, sis! You want to hear a story about how me and this bitch fell out? It's kind of long, but it's full of suspense. You want to go somewhere with me? That's my place. So bad. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you today for all the bounties that you have bestowed upon us, Jesus. Where's you the temple? Hey, we're making some money. Making that money. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Hey, damn you. From here on out, watch every move this bitch makes. I swear on my life, her nappy ass hair was up in my face. Word. Y'all want to trap? Okay, wait, 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 hold up. Do not trip. I got you, girls. 
A real nice spot. This is messy. You are messy. Your brain is broke. Is this what you came here for, Zola? Do it look like I came for this? With all this money you made, I'm so proud of you. I don't with you. No more. I ain't do nothing wrong. That's my I came to dance. No, 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 we're done with that. Why you on my Twitter? Why you on my Facebook? Why you on my Tumblr? Why are you DMing me? Sis, why are you tagging me sis. in photos? You don't know. Sis. Let me know. Yes, Let me sis. So first of all, I would just like to say how happy I am to go to the theater again. Oh. Can we just have a brief sidebar for theater appreciation minute? 100%. How This was your first time back, right? Yeah, the last movie I saw was, I was about to say Inception, but it was Tenant back, way back when. Mid-quarantine kind of thing. Yeah, like last Not summer. quarantine, but like, yeah, mid-COVID. Yeah, I feel like it must be almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, I couldn't have been happier. We got hamburgers to bring into the theater mm. from this really good Smashburger spot. We had, you know, soda. We had peanut M&M's, seats, people. It was good. It was good. And actually, this movie in particular, I am really glad I saw in theaters. Yeah. I'm not sure why, because it wasn't like it, it wasn't like tenant in its visual effects or anything but there was something about it that i was really just yeah i was really i was i knew nothing about it so um i really know there's it. something to, to that that i think we'll get into later okay but... maybe you can explain it but um, yeah yes hi i can and of course will and i were discussing what movie to do next week and the idea that we just get to go see movies in theaters again is like, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, just even having this podcast over the last year, like it's been such a fucking struggle to get movies. Like, where are you downloading them yeah. from? Where are we spending $24 to rent them from? Just like what availability of stuff was Oh, so... they're being released, but only in some theaters in the US and they're not coming to Canada yet or yeah. we all like our theaters are closed. One window during some kind of like um, festival to see it. Like it was just so such yeah. a struggle. And now it's just like, there's all these movies in theaters you can go and just like, uh, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked yeah. to be back to real, real theater watching. Um, and, yeah. and like, not only like the first couple of weeks where it was kind of like, you know, there's one blockbuster and a couple like other random films scattered out. Release schedule's coming out. It seems like things are coming every week and yeah. kind of the, the releases that, we're being kept aside are now being kind of pushed out a little more. Totally. So. And my standards are low, low, <laughs> low. Like I will go see anything in theater just to simply be there and enjoy the experience. Um, yeah. And we have a decent TV, but it really just does not compare to the theater in it any way. It doesn't compare to the, to the dark. Yeah. Transfixed. Yes energy that a movie theater brings yes it is it's an energy that's so that's so true yeah no so, cat meowing in the background okay sorry, go <laughs> ahead i was gonna say so for this week we chose uh kind of a, a low-key uh, actually i don't want to say low-key but an indie movie which 
we I'm surprised that we were always surprised last fall that it wasn't coming out at on VOD. I know I have we have A24 to thank for that because they're all about the theatrical release. I don't think any other stuff get has been VOD'd before that, even through all this. Um, so we went to see a, kind of a smaller movie, Zola. Um, what did you know about this infamous Twitter thread before the movie? And what'd you think? I knew nothing about it. I didn't I didn't read the Twitter thread when it I mean I'm not on Twitter and sometimes I'm super out of touch with like pop culture and general things going on. Yeah. So I didn't know I kind of maybe remember this happening and not really caring. <laughs> so I just didn't <laughs> You read saw it. an article about it like, and oh, went right by. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. It was something Yeah, I can't remember. I knew I know the New York Times picked it up. Like there was bigger stories done about it at the time yeah. that it came out. Um, but I never read the Twitter thread and I didn't read it before going into this movie. But I just basically read the synopsis before seeing it. And it was just, you know, yeah, um, I don't know what it what exactly the synopsis is, but it's like the bare bones synopsis is uh, two girls befriend each other and one invites them out to strip in Vegas over a weekend to make some money or strip in, sorry, in Tampa in Florida to make some money and shenanigans ensue. Yeah. And honestly, that synopsis could not be truly farther from the vibe of the movie like mm-hmm. when you think like two girls getting together to strip and like like road trip stripper adventure which i'd also heard that there was like yeah. a murder or something so i'm like okay well this goes dark but i also wasn't sure of the tone of the film like is it dark funny or <laughs> um but yeah dark depressing yeah yeah especially like i'm like is this about sex trafficking is it about like you know I don't know, prostitution, but I loved this movie so yeah. much, so much. Scott loved it too. Didn't fall asleep in the theater. Very impressed. Great. Um, so Great sign. I mean, that right there is a yeah, vote of confidence, but I'm so stoked to have seen this movie. It was just like so well done. Um, yeah, it. I didn't, I'm so glad I didn't read the Twitter thread before. Me too. I read the 100%. entire thread after, which I after. which is amazing. Uh, which I'm is so shocking glad. how similar it is. Oh, it's like they frame obviously for took frame. some. There's always a little bit of license here and there, but um, yeah, it's it's the the parts of the movie are like they must have that must be dramatic license, one hundred percent, word for word. Word for word, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I fucking loved it. I loved it. Highly recommend. Um, there is something to what you said. You're wondering, okay, is this going to be kind of a darker movie about, about stripping, about, you know, prostitution or human trafficking or like something like that. And there's all these threads here. And I kind of came out of Zola. I walked there. I kind of live a little farther from the downtown area. So I live like a, you know, a 45 minute walk. And so I'm like, great, I'll spend like a 11 p.m. nice little walk home and get to marinate about it. And Zola really, it's, I had a problem finding anything that Zola was about. Because all these little threads that are there, it does not investigate at all. And despite, I, you know, I don't think Zola is really about anything other than the ride, it's it's my favorite movie of the year so far. 100%. It is so good. It's so, it's dark. It's funny. It's incredibly tense the whole way through. 
And it's this kind of like, it's this popcorn movie in a way. It's all very Instagram livey. Like you're following this thing along as it happens. And there's a real, there's a real danger of it just being kind of frivolous or like, I don't want to say frivolous, but like kind of like a, a junkie B movie mm-hmm. kind of vibe of like, oh, you know, couple strippers go to Florida and bad things happen. Yeah. And this movie really could have been one of like two things. The in theaters version of this movie would have been some sort of really glossy movie from the 90s. Like I think of like when they're making like movies like, um, you know, what was the one with Julia Roberts? Which one? This you're talking the nineties. Richard Gere, where she's a prostitute, pretty woman. Like that's the kind. Dude, wait, or like, you know, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. You know what's crazy? What? Pretty Woman was the other movie we watched last night. Oh no way! <laughs> How fucked up is that? That's weird. That's fucked up. Okay, carry on, carry on. Or like, or like Showgirls or something like that. There was like this old school, like, oh, we're gonna do movies about strippers and prostitutes and that kind of thing. But it's like so you know, Hollywood eyes. Like that would have been the movie we see in theaters. Or we see like the grimy, shitty B movie version of this. Mm-hmm. And this is like such an elevated film. It's down from the music to the performances to the cinematography, the d- director choices they make of like how they shoot certain shots. Everything is like, okay, we're going to take this like bare bones story. We're not really, we're just going to leave it as this glitzy kind of Twitter thread-esque thing you read and just like, a, it, you know, consume at the time. But across the board, everyone breaks their A-game. And oh, yeah. it turns it into just such a riveting ride of emotions and tension, release and humor that at the end of it, you're just like, that was absolutely fantastic. Yes. That was A plus. Yes. Incredible. I think I think some of the success of that comes from staying so true to the source material of yeah. how this unfolded on Twitter, where, you know, I can't remember how many 147 maybe tweets or whatever to take to tell the whole story. Like it's incredibly the way you're saying the movie shot and it's incredibly voyeuristic. Like you are taken mm-hmm. along on the trip so much that the opening line is like the same as the very first tweet, which is like, let me tell you about the story. I can't remember exactly what she said. And there's like tweet stuff in the movie. Oh yeah. Like there's, you know, sound effects from the iPhone. Mm-hmm. There's even like the, te- like the time is written the way the time looks on your, your iPhone when you open it. It's mm-hmm. bringing you into this tech technology of telling a story through social media. But the whole experience is just the ride, like you said. Like it's not trying to talk about any of those other themes, which it would be if it was maybe like a fictionized, like there's a more fictional. Yeah, um, it'd be dram- like this is going to be story. about the the, per- the people on a certain cusp of society who you know strip on the side to make extra money and they have to do that to get by. It would be that story, yeah. or it'd be the story about people taken advantage of by pimps and human traffickers, and exactly. we're going to like really dramatize that story. And it just does not care about any of that. It's yeah. like, this is this is some crazy shit that's happening. Come along. 
it's going to be wild. And that's, that's great. And it's so crazy. It's hard. It's hard to make up a story like that, you know? And I think when someone's like, I have to tell you this thing that happened the other day, like, like, or just like gossip, like when someone tells you a story, you're not looking for like an underlying theme or to learn something out of it. You just want to be entertained. And this is like, yeah. the story itself was so the way she wrote it too, right? It was like so entertaining and had so much character and comedy in the tweets themselves that the story is here. We don't need to embellish or do anything else. And we have like an amazing writing, directing team, cast that are just going to, yeah, dive into these roles and be able to tell the story truthfully, you know, from Asia King's perspective, I guess. And the, the narrative of the movie does a great job. And I think, you know, credit whether this was, you know, just a really throwaway decision by the original Zola who wrote the thing was like, I think the original tweet was like, y'all want to know how me and this bitch fell out kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, something bad was going to happen. The movie continuously lets you know that shit's about to go down. Like as they're getting into crazier and crazier situations, it's also like, oh no, keep an eye on this. This is the first time something weird ass happened. You're like, oh, this is even going to build up to something even crazier yeah. later on. Those like breaking of the fourth wall when she's like, you watch this bitch. Like, this is, like yeah. I'm not going to know this guy's name for another 48 hours. The kind of, pop in narration of how crazy it was because that was also in the tweets kind of right mm -hmm. like the, the things that she was noticing as the story went on and just how bizarre it turned out to be yeah it's it really is an incredible movie and it's the exact kind of thing you want after you know i think it came out at sundance last year and you kind of hear the hype about it and then a24 is with it which is such a distinguished brand at this point you kind of know what you're getting with them and it just completely exceeded my expectations um yeah. i really want to really wanted to shout out a few things one is the fact that mika levy did the score who's one of the youngest most talented composers in the world right now he did of course like jackie and under the skin and mono score is great you, you get him aboard, you're like, okay, this is going to be an involving movie. <laughs> and the score of this movie, fa fabulous. Yeah, the soundtrack is incredible. So much so that we downloaded it after and just listened to yeah. it. It's got... It's like a fairy tale almost. Yes. Surrealist. Like there's a lot of like harp music. Yeah. There's a lot of this like weird creative choices that you would not have expected for a movie like this. If you didn't use Michael Levi, or if you didn't use him um, and put other songs on that, it would have a completely different feeling from what he created yeah. in this, like, yeah, dreamlike, surrealist landscape. Because it all, it all takes place in the evening, mostly, too. Like, there's a few shots in the daytime, but it goes from, like, mm -hmm. I'd say, like, the 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. slot for both nights and, like, yeah. all the shit that goes down at night. And... There's such like this, yeah, dream or trance-like quality to the music, like a lot of like repetitive harp sounds and things. Yeah, yeah. I I would download the soundtrack. The first half of it is really, really good. And then the second half starts to have a lot of the songs that are just like really high tension. And then it's like, yeah. maybe not something you want to listen to while you're working. But um, yeah, I remember the music being really good, or the, the score being really good with Under the Skin. 
the Scarlett Johansson movie too. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen Jackie. Jackie's fantastic. And um, Monos is another film I really, really, which is like a South American film. Like he's doing stuff all over the place and he's like 34 years old. Talented dude. Just incredible. Yeah. Um, that and the cinematography for it makes such good and interesting decisions. Like there's so many shots of her just like, like looking and putting on makeup in like, mm-hmm weird mirror sequences that just kind of reflect across her yeah or like little cuts in between of her just like posing for our camera it seems yeah and how much time spent on like taylor page's face like she's so expressive like we're seeing this story through her eyes pretty much she's the one that's taking us on this trip and like there's so much expression in her face of just like what is happening here like how did i get myself into this and it just like allows that longer camera on her face and you're experiencing what she's seeing through her face and it's like yeah she has a great expression of like disbelievability like just completely (laughs) flabbergasted with what is happening and exhausted with it immediately yeah Yeah. (laughs) no taylor pages one she's incredible in this movie she's yeah a star i haven't seen her much she has done like a lot of tv before this right yeah not a whole lot of movie stuff like some tv stuff and a few other things here and there but nothing like of this you know how big this is Mm -hmm. as far as the starring role goes and she's like this is this is not an easy film to say yeah let's throw all my eggs in this basket of a movie about a Twitter thread by a fairly inexperienced director um, where I'm going to have to be more or less fully nude for a fair amount of it. Like, that's a very brave and ballsy decision to do. And good on her, because she just, she knocks it out of the park. She's, if this was like, if this was like a 10% less performance, the movie would not work nearly as well. She yeah. she really does an incredible job. And maybe this is like what I found, one of the things I found so interesting about it is without reading how this story ends up, I felt it very difficult to know what was going to happen because it teeters on, and like we were talking yeah. about the tension, it teeters on this edge of them being in situations where, you know, their pimp in the story is kind of, you know, violent and really loud. And like, you're like, are these guys, you know, not going to like, are they going to get beat up? Are they going to get like physically mm-hmm. hurt? Um, and yeah, teetering on this edge where, you know, really know what's going to happen to her. And at any moment, I'm like, girl, you should just leave, like, just go home. Like you can just walk yeah. away, but she carries it with like such confidence in the situations. Like she stays in it knowing like kind of the only way out is through is to just like get him his money and just get home but yeah you never really know whether the situations are going to become extremely dangerous or she's going to like kind of have fun with them like when she puts um i can't remember jessica riley keogh's character like Mm -hmm. when she's like let me make you an ad like 150 that's nothing like get me your camera and she's like doesn't want anything to do with this fucking situation and then next thing you know she's like basically like let me do this better than he's doing it (laughs) let me get this photo up for you and yeah, she has this like balance of being like vulnerable and pissed off and but also like confident, strong and carrying the whole thing through. So 100%. And she also the movie does a great job about these situations that 
you're constantly like this is a bad situation you should not be here and then nothing nothing happens nothing bad happens at all and so it really keeps you on that teeter of like when is when is it going to tip over when is this going to bad going to happen because i remember the sequence the first night where she starts pimping out Mm -hmm. um in a hotel room she's like no 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 you have to be here um i won't do it without you i'm scared you know da 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 and you're like, okay, what's going to happen? Is it going to be, is she going to get pulled into this too? Which she 100% does not want to do. Is something bad going to happen to her? Like yeah. that's the buildup for something where it's like, you're being put in a bad situation. And exactly like you said, it turns out to be, she's grossed out by it and she yeah. fixes it. And it turns into like a montage of like real old white dudes <laughs> coming Nudity. in to pay $1,500. Yeah, a lot of good penis nudity in this movie. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good. That whole of... scene, that whole montage of just all the guys undressing is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic, it's, and it's not like gratuitous nudity. It's like no. quick, quickly cut, and like, yeah, that that whole scene like make, goes from being kind of horrifying to kind of like comedy. There Ama- might be more male nudity in this movie than female nudity. Yeah, good point. Or at least it's close. It's, it's close. close. Yeah, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, a lot more more bottom-down nudity, at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, like, all these situations, she's going in, it's, like, a group, like, a gangbang or an orgy or whatever, yeah. and you're just like, oh, this is... Really fucking This bad. is going to be bad. And then it's not. And you're just like, okay, when when is all this shit gonna blow up in her face? Because they just really push that line every time. And they do so with humor and great edits and really fantastic visual style yeah and while we're calling out just amazing performances everyone did an amazing job but obviously yeah. riley keogh oh was so good a... she's always good but she was just she's always good she's just yeah. always good but i loved watching her play this character i feel yeah. like it would have been i mean it's problematic and like just like the appropriation of black culture that, yeah. you know, between like her hair and her nails and her speech, you know, the way it's just, she talks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's uncomfortable, but she commits so committed. <laughs> like, and yeah. seeing her relationship of the two of them together. And like from the beginning when she feels almost like love bombed by her, that she like, they form this like intimate connection very quickly, having both be dancers and, mm-hmm. She's like, like how she goes through it being like strike one. Is it strike one or like red flag? Something like, I forget what She's like counting yeah. down. She's like, mm, this, there's something about this girl that's like not quite right. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, the change in their relationship is really uh, honestly kind of just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then of course, Nicholas Braun, my favorite. Nicholas Braun. My favorite. By the way, we finished Succession. The Fuck yes. <laughs> the whole thing? The whole thing. Oh, uh. How both, much did, both seasons. Succession sidebar. How much did you love it? Love it. Love it so much. Um, we were talking about how it's like one of the funniest series we've seen in a while, which is a weird thing to say for how dark and creepy and like just emblematic of everything wrong in the world is. Yeah. I will not get, go down a succession um, rabbit hole, but I'm I need more 
Kieran Culkin in my life right now. His yeah. character in that and Nicholas Braun is they're my absolute favorite. So we've they're talked about best. so many of the actors that are in that in other things. Um, yeah. Also the other brother, I can't remember his name now. We watched in something. Um, the main brother who inherits the company. Yeah. He was in something we watched and I was like, you have to watch Succession and you hadn't yet. I can't remember what it was. I don't remember... I don't remember what he was in, probably because I didn't recognize him until I watched Succession. But we also watch uh, Matthew McFadden in The Assistant. Yes. Who's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Cast of characters in that one. Um, But Nicholas Braun. Nicholas Braun. Yeah. He just plays such a heartbreaking character of this guy whose girlfriend is a stripper and he wants her to stop. And (sighs) he's also, you know, got mental problems, kind of. Um, They say he's bipolar, but I don't know if that's, that's the truth or he's just kind of um i don't know i don't know if it's diagnosed or just he's whatever yeah he plays kind of almost like the same aloof comedic relief in some ways that he plays in succession but as a completely different character he's like a sad little puppy dog in both Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe a little less near the end of early season two but yeah he's you just want everything to be okay for him. And you just constantly go like, oh, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do this to yourself. Yeah. Him just hanging out in the room by himself. I know. They get him just like doing the, things. The super shitty motel. This is just for yeah. Derek. No, you can't come to the club. Oh. When he makes friends with the guy. And obviously, obviously we've been spoiling this movie the whole way through. But this is extra spoilers to the very end. Yeah. And... They realize who it is who kidnaps her at the end. He's like, no, but he wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, just completely naive to all the situations that's happening. Um, yeah, oh, he's, he's he's great. Um, the whole cast is great. Um, yeah. Even the completely despicable pimp. Yeah. The way he changes from, like, the harsh Nigerian accent to, like, the more proper accent, like, on a dime. Yeah. The minute that happens, I know it's something, like, from the thread, but you're just like, oh, okay, this is this I know. Is I think the she's guy like, who's... With the, like, he's yelling in this thick African accent. We don't even know what he's saying. Like, it would just come <laughs> out of nowhere. You, it's, it's just too crazy to be... Too, you can't write something this crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a decision made by I can't remember who the writer was for this, but um, the director, Janixa, Janixa mm-hmm. Bravo, yeah, about how they read the tweets of this movie, kind of almost like a classical poem, or mm. you know, like there's references to them looking at it and being like, it's like Homer's The Odyssey, or you know, it's, it's not how, unlike it actually, <laughs> or Shakespeare, you know, and so they had this idea of reading it like that and the idea of this kind of like epic tale and apparently that also informed the score so that's like where the harps came from and things Uh, like this reference to almost like classical literature and storytelling and yeah yeah i thought that it was really interesting because obviously you wouldn't write that and be like it's like homer but there there is actually some kind of truth to that and they're going around to different places being weird and fantastical characters yep, throughout. Exactly. It's not too far off. It is an odyssey, the, the two days, the 48 yeah. hours. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, have you had Janixa who has done other work? Have you seen any of her other films? No, I haven't. She's done a few other films here and there, but nothing that's really 
come too far on my radar. Yeah, I was looking at her profile on IMDb and there was actually quite a few films that I hadn't seen. So I was thinking about checking some of them out. Yeah, I've heard of Lemon. That's the yeah, one that's the most that recent I like. One yeah, her one, the one she did before this. Yeah. And um, like a lot of shorts, a lot of TV work. Um, but yeah, I've heard of Lemon. Um, it kind of, I think, made the film fest circuit and kind of got a little bit of buzz around it. And but just, you know, one of those many, many films that comes out in the film fest circuit, they just never get a time to watch because, you know, maybe not theatrical release and it's not heavily promoted on a streaming site kind of thing. Um, but one I'm, and I know, you know, I've heard people have very mixed reactions to it. I'm very interested to go back and watch it just to see where the sensibilities kind of follow through because, because yeah, I have nothing but praise for this movie. Yeah. Oh, it was good. It was good. All right. Well, I gave it four to five. Yeah. Same maybe four maybe 4.25 out of five. I wouldn't change anything. It was really, really good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's um, a fantastic film. Just what a ride of hilarity and drama and dark subject matter that just blends together in a, in a perfect, in a perfect cup, not unlike my incredibly dark but flavorful beer I just had. <laughs> Yep. So, next week. Next week. Speaking of, you know, A24, we're doing another A24 movie. Oh, they did this one. They... Interesting. Yeah, we're going to go check out the, I know one of, at least in my film circles, one of the most anticipated films of this year. One of the most anticipated films of last year, which just never came out. Um, the Green Knight by David Lowry. Finally is getting released, and I'm cannot be more excited nice i know nothing about it i'm not gonna look anything up it's about a guy with an axe i think all i need to know i didn't know it was by a24 i'm more excited now not that i don't love what quote-unquote fantasy but i mean they're just they just are such a good company to trust yeah very trustworthy cool well if you haven't seen zola we haven't spoiled it you have to just experience it. You just got to go with it. Yeah, you just got to go see it. It's such a good movie. Um, out in theaters now. Oh my God, there's a hummingbird outside. <laughs> just a second. I've been waiting for this hummingbird. Do you have a feeder? No, I have this hanging plant. And he. Can- I put it up. The day after I put it up, all the flowers hadn't quite bloomed yet. Hi. Hi. Oh my God, hello. Will, he's like, he's like, he came like a foot away from my face. Anyway, he came. All the all the buds were closed. And I was like, just wait like a week and all these flowers are going to be open and you can come have like the best meal. And I've been waiting. And he had he he just came back. I've been waiting two weeks. Aww. And he came to the window as if to say thank you. Thank you. And he looked right at me. Anyways. Go see That's Zola. the kind of touching moment you won't see in Zola. <laughs> And yeah, the, well, this is probably not going to actually get to the internet for another couple weeks. So by then the green Knight will absolutely be available to, to uh, view wherever on in the theater. And hopefully Zola's too. Yeah. So go see those movies and we'll catch you next week. See you then. Bye.
Hummingbird's back. <laughs>